Urquidy took the mound and, well, he didn't get the job done while the Astros offense flew back to Houston to get his neck checked out. We'll talk about that. And what kind of record is 100 and something plus years old that the Rays broke or tied here on a tear? Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day stopping Tampa Bay Rays homer streaks to start the season at 22. That is the positivity of this show. Brett, where can he find you, Mr. Positivity? <laughs> All right. Um, you can find me at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Stroh's411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. We missed your Don tonight. Always Stroh's. All right, guys. Thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Keep on subscribing to us. We had a great day yesterday, and we had a lot of people tune in live. So keep keep on subscribing to us. Make sure you become a Every day or every day or somebody listens to our podcast, whether it's on YouTube or it's on audio versions, whether it's on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, become a everydayers and make us your first listen every day. And guys, I know today's game was probably not the best to listen to, but don't forget to um, catch the Rays play on Tuesday night at 5.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown uh, broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app, search Astros, and hopefully tomorrow's game will be a little bit better outcome because I know the big news of day is going to be Jose, sorry, um, Jordan Alvarez hitting the IL. I'm not, not sorry, rewind. Okay. See? Let's not jinx that, but let's, uh, he, he's going back to Houston to get some tests done. But uh, another big story was this is the second um, start in a row that Jose Arquiti has not looked good. But go back to positivity. They did not give any homers up to a team that has not that has hit a homer in 22 straight games to start a season for the first time in history. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if I don't know, I, I guess that's good. Um, when your starter is pretty unreliable plating fastballs right down the heart of the plate and giving up just like Arquiti just was not on tonight. And I don't care if Diaz would have been behind the mound. People are like, oh, well, I told you Martin shouldn't have started or, well, you know, Diaz was in there as DH and obviously he's not catching, but um, this is one of those games where the Astros scored early. The race came back. The Astros scored. The race came back. You thought it was going to be a slugfest. You thought that it was going to go right. nine innings. It was going to be a, a 15 to 14 type game. And the Astros got to three runs and they were like, you know, let's not score any more runs. And um, Pena hit one of his fifth hardest, I think his fifth hardest exit velocity home run in his young major league career. I think so it was that his was fourth. It, fourth um, or fifth. Well, it was top five. Okay, that's the point. 
it was a it was a really hard hit ball. So you got that. Alex Bregman got two extra base hits, so that was good. He got a double and a home run. So, you know, there are definitely some positives, but, man, you've got to have your starter on their game because this Rays offense, Eric, they hit. They know how to hit a ball, and they know how to score, and they're really fast when they hit those bases. Yeah, so uh, this is Jeremy Pena's uh, exit velocity in his career. Uh, 110 miles per hour versus Red Sox in 2022, 107 versus Blue Jays in 2022, and then 107.6 versus Angels in 2022. And this is definitely the hardest of this season, 107.6 miles per hour. And yes, that was a blast. And uh, the Astros did need it. And Alex Bregman added a blast today. And this was a totally different lineup. Uh, then uh, this is something a lot of people have been kind of asking for. Well, let's go ahead and push Jose Abreu back in the lineup. This is the first time since I think I heard 2016 that he's hit somewhere other than fourth in the lineup. And so what, what led to this? Well, that's the discovery of Jordan Alvarez flying back to Houston because of a stiff, stiff neck. Let's just uh, say that's what's going on. We don't know the extent of it. I know Dana Brown said he's not overly concerned, uh, but it is something that they're going to monitor. This is what Dana Brown said. I believe he's in the Dominican Republic right now, but he said that no doubt he'll be ready for Philadelphia. At the end of the day, if he's not playing today, I can't see him playing tomorrow, or then it's like, okay, if he's almost ready, why risk it? And you got a day off on Thursday. That's the way my mind is working. After talking to the team trainer, I'm not really concerned. It's a blow because he's been doing so well and we need him so badly. Apparently his neck has been bothering him for a few days. When he's got in today, he was trying to press through it, but it's just too painful. I've had these things too. I used to get them from flying a lot. So he'll get checked out. I'm not terribly concerned at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned. I mean, let the guy rest, leave him at home. Like he said, there would be no reason to bring him back for a third game. It's not like they're playing for playoff position or anything like that. And you want him for the Philadelphia series. You want him for Philadelphia coming home. I believe it's a six or seven game homestand when they come back. And so you've got to make do with what you've got. You know, the Astros didn't have enough guys on the bench for a plan B. Um, It didn't look like pitching wise. They had many answers, you know, um, Martinez pitched well, but you could tell when he started getting tired, his arms started dropping and he started walking and not being able to hit the zone once he got to about 40 something pitches. So this is one of those games where you go up against a really solid raised team, a team that's playing out of their mind. They're not going to not lose at home ever. I mean, they're going to lose at some point. Hopefully the Astros can stop that streak tomorrow. You said it's been a hundred plus years since someone's won 14 straight games at home to start the season. Yeah, it's uh, I believe it was uh, Philadelphia in a hundred and um, in 1907 or 1906. Wow. Uh, so it's been that long since a team won their first 14 home games. So it's it's been, what the Rays are doing is impressive. This is a team to watch out for. And you see what they're doing. Yes, you have Wander Franco. You have some guys that can hit some home runs, but they didn't hit a homer in this game. They scored eight runs just by just being pesky, just hitting, uh, getting hit after hit and just moving the runners up and just getting the walks. Um, how many walks did they have in this game? I know it was pretty. Yeah, they had 11. No, sorry. They had five walks in this game. They had 14 total hits. Eight runs total. 
Uh, they did strike out 11 times, so that's something, uh, one little negative. But you did hold them in the ballpark. Um, they they had a, they had some doubles. They had a triple by Randy Rosarina. So overall, you held them in a ballpark, but it just still wasn't good enough. The They just, they seemed like they had the answer. Whenever it looked like, uh, I know that uh, Urquidy looked like he, he had two, two hitters down in third inning, 0-2 counts, and then he gave up soft singles to uh, to allow two runs to score. And it just, unfortunately, no matter what they did in this game, Seth Martinez was the best thing in this game, really. When your hitters at the top for the Rays, Diaz, Franco, and Rosarina are eight for 13, hitting 615 at the top of that lineup, I mean, it's really hard to come out and do something effective against them. And like you mentioned, Martinez came in two and one-thirds innings pitch. He only gave up one hit, two walks, four strikeouts. So, he actually had more strikeouts than Arkady. Arkady two and two thirds innings. Eric, right. I, I mean this this is not a this is not a good trend. Second this is not around. where yeah. yeah this is not where you want him. Um, you you absolutely are counting on him because Lance McCullers is out. You know he had that one game where he went six innings pitched against Pittsburgh. He gave up two hits, three walks, two strikeouts, no earned runs. Clearly his best start. And then ever since then, these last two games, like you said, back-to-back, four and a third innings, he gave up four earned runs against Toronto. And right now, it's just looking like – or Kitty's not placing the ball properly. He's he's leaving a lot of stuff up. His changes aren't moving now. When he gets a hold of his changeup, he's – I mean, I think Lau struck out four or five times tonight. I mean, he, he went down – a lot and they all went down on changeups. And so um, I know Arkiti didn't get all the strikeouts against him, but that was, that was a plus. He just couldn't get that changeup working enough times to get the hitters when it really mattered, Eric, 14 hits, eight runs. I mean, that's hard to beat, you know, six yeah. hits, three runs for the Astros. So, you know, look, this is baseball. This team, yes, this is the same team that swept the uh, Braves, but until this team is fully healthy, you're going to have things like this happen. You're just going to have to empty their minds of it, go to the next day, go out to the ballpark, and with plan to beat them. And this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting done yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do. We need someone to help us talk it through. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've actually used BetterHelp and I highly recommend it. The thing I like about it is it's convenient. You can use your phone. You don't have to go to an office. You can meet with your therapist. You can decide who you want to hire. They are all licensed to match you up at any time. You can switch therapists if you feel like maybe you are not getting the results you would like and there's no additional charge to do that. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Go to BetterHelp today. All right. So let's say hypothetically that um, Alvarez needs a stint because on IL. I know that Dusty Baker said that they don't know if he needs a stint on IL or not. But hypothetically, uh, we know that Michael Brantley has played one game. I don't know if they're playing tonight. I haven't checked, but um, Michael Brantley is not ready to come back yet. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at who's on the 40-man roster, 
it's not that many people and it's going to be Joe Perez or Corey Lee. And I don't think we need four catchers on this roster. That's all I have to say about that. You have a catcher playing first base. You have a catcher playing left field. You have a catcher playing third base. Catchers everywhere. That's how we're going to be well, on the Luck on Astros podcast. But Well, and, you know, Diaz looked over match in one of those at-bats. Good Lord, he took some terrible swings at pitches that were way over the zone. So, you know, Salazar's back there. He's not getting hardly any playing time. Um Bring up Joe Perez. If Joe Perez is healthy and Joe Perez is someone you can bring in, put him in there. You know, we still have Bannon, who's not really getting any playing time. So we have him him to throw in there. Um, and we'll just have to piecemeal this thing. I trust Dana Brown in that I believe that Jordan will be, be back for the Philadelphia series. And if they're not super concerned about it, I think they would kind of hint, but they do kind of play coy when it comes to injuries. Right. They're not always forthright. They're not always they're the a most bit honest. More this year, but not. Yeah, totally. but their history tells me that they're not always telling us the full story. Ask Chandler Rome. I've actually talked to him about it at times, and it's it, it's pretty frustrating because as a reporter, they're trying to find out what's going on so they can accurately report the news. Right. And if you don't know, if you're being held in the dark, but I hope it's much to do about nothing. I hope it is just something that works itself out. A stiff neck, sore neck on the road. It could be a bad pillow. It could be a horrible sleeping arrangement, things like that. On the plane, he could have fallen asleep wrong on the plane. It could be a whole host of things. He comes back. He saves the day once again against Philadelphia. We we want to turn some games upside down again against them for sure. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about it until I hear that he's going on IL. But until then, this is just something normal, and it just – Kind of scary to think that we're facing the best team in baseball, a team that's 20 and three and is playing their best baseball right now. And we're playing them without our best hitter and literally a guy that's leading baseball with RBIs and has done this with a, a shortened spring training. And this guy is just amazing at what he does. So hopefully he doesn't miss any time because this guy really needs to take a run at the MVP this year. I know that his uh, uh, injury last year kind of took those chances away, but um, uh, you know, who's having good season down in AAA? JJ Majevic. He has four home runs already. And so I know he's off the 40 man roster and they're not going to re add him because um, you already have some players on the roster that they like. And, uh, and you have some players that have extended their hitting streak. Mauricio Devon, Jose Altuve style first pitch triple <laughs> to extend his hitting streak to 18 games. That was nice. And then you have um, Jake, the rake Myers hitting, extending his streak to seven games. So has he Wally pipped Chaz McCormick? Who knows what happened there, but uh, it's just because Chaz McCormick hasn't even started swinging bat yet. There's some talk about him coming back on Tuesday, but that's kind of slowed down a little bit. He hasn't even taken any bats down to triple a or anything like that. But, um, uh, definitely this is something to think about that uh, Mauricio Dubon has made all his starts this season at second base. So uh, I know a lot of people are like, well, what happens when Altuve comes back? Because I know we talked yesterday about the fact that he's making some, um, he's healing a little bit faster than they thought. Right. And they're going to do some reports some um, some, some tests on him to see how long it's going to be. But um I, who knows what happens to him? Is he going to take over in center field? Cause you want him to play somewhere. I know he can play third shortstop, second base, 
maybe he can play first base. He could be a super utility guy. But this guy could also be the answer in the field if you don't really trust Jake Myers or Chaz McCormick. So I think Jake Myers with his um, – we didn't talk about this yesterday. I meant to, but uh, the hitting coaches have kind of rediscovered his swing and that they've given him more of a kind of a step uh, when he's um, – yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of helping him become a better hitter. And he had that double today. And so he just looks like a more confident hitter. No, exactly. He is. And and ever since that talk, that was something that I even talked about Friday night when when he had his um, contributions Saturday, Sunday. We saw that. We've just seen him swing a, a better bat. And so, you know, it's not all bad. I, I, I know we got some people in the chat here that are that are really down on this team. Um, it's funny. I didn't see them commenting when we we're on the three game win streak, but Hey, you, you got to pick and choose your battles, but look, I kind of want to pick on the Rays stadium right now because the trop really? is, yes, I want to pick on the Rays stadium because the trop has got to be one of the ugliest ballparks I've ever laid eyes on. Now I've, I've, I've never been there. I've heard it's actually uglier in person. So I put out there a tweet. I was like, where is this? And it's a tweet that Chandler Rome put out. And it's a picture of the Trump. Okay. And I was like, what, what building is this wrong answers only. And I put, I'll start the dome reimagined because, you know, they got the dome project. And so I had all these people respond to me and, and this is what they called it. One, one person called it Buckingham palace. <laughs> one, one person said Astrodome step kid. One person said Epcot center. Someone said, the mausoleum by the bay. I thought that was pretty funny. Someone said the retina because it looks like an eyeball. <laughs> Someone said it looks like the Tokyo Dome, which which it does. Um, someone said that's a circus. Someone said circus Olay MLB style. <laughs> and then one said the house that Bud Adams wanted, which I thought was a like a it's kind of funny. The snow collapsed dome. And the house that Fred McGriff built. I don't know. I just, I, I love this interaction I got from the people. Baseball under the big top. Um, look, they are apparently are getting a new stadium at some time. I know they keep threatening to get a new stadium. But how does this stadium not fill up with sold-out seats with a 14-game home win streak? How do you not sell this place out? How is there an empty seat in the house? If the Astros were on a 14-game home win streak, you better you better bet that stadium would be full. I just I just kind of think it's it's kind of odd that they still can't. I mean, it wasn't super empty, but come on, guys, y'all gotta fill those seats up, make it look good at least. And someone buy those seats with tables right next to the Astros bullpen, please, because it looks right. really bad. A bunch of wooden tables that are vacant. <laughs> right. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so I'm not going to say where this chat is, but I saw this chat of Astros fans and. Um, this person says, I'll be in all three games in Tampa. I live here. And somebody says, cheer loud. I'm sure you'd be heard. Although, are the Rays still doing the lower bowl tickets for $10? <laughs> what? So, yeah, that's what I did. After taxes, it was like 14 bucks. So you can sit in the wow. lower bowl for $14. And uh, I get off of Let's work go. at four and we'll head st straight over. I hate Tropicana Field. Worst place to watch a game. I have way more fun driving to West Palm Beach every March for spring training. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love it. That's hilarious. So but that, you know what? They are the best baseball there. team. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's an ironic thing. The hottest baseball team in baseball has the worst ballpark in baseball. But look, I'm just I'm just throwing shade at them. They dude, 
they are a fun team to watch. I mean, they are exciting, young, vibrant team. And I love the fact that they are in the Yankees division. Look, if the Rays can get hot and if they can keep the Yankees out of the playoffs, I would absolutely love that. I would love that, to be honest. But the problem is, Brent, is that the the schedule is so weird this year. They're not only playing the Yankees. They're not only playing the AL. I understand that. So they're going to be playing all these other teams. So, but they've if, And the rest of the AL East is good. So you could see a big chunk of the playoffs. You can see all the wild card teams coming out of the AL East. Let them beat up on each other. That would be fine. Let them. But Eric, is this a possible ALCS matchup when the Astros are healthy, the Astros versus Rays, and they may be that club that you quote unquote, don't want to play in the playoffs, but we've beat them before they beat us and we beat them. So it would be really, really cool. Let me talk to you all about so rare. So rare.com is this really cool game. And I'm sitting here scrolling through my phone, looking for my so rare app. And this last week I made it into tier two. I almost made it. I was in tier five for about three hours. And then I dropped down. I was so disappointed because I had such a great team. Um, I had the likes of Presley, um, Horner, Alvarez, Quan, Brown, Walker from Arizona. I mean, these guys netted me almost 200 points. And what's cool is it's free and easy to use. Go to SoRare.com, check it out. Um, you know, SoRare.com slash locked on. It's fantasy sports. It is basically you get the cards and they're yours. It didn't cost to get them. Once they're yours, you can up their scarcity. And if you get in the top tier, if you get in tier five, six, or seven, you can win prizes. You can win autographed jerseys. You can win... Um, Major League Baseball experiences. You can win interactions with pro baseball players. So check out SoRare.com. I mean, you got some big names playing SoRare, but here at Locked On, we love it. It's a fun game. It's fantasy baseball reimagined. So you'll have to check out SoRare.com slash Locked On. I know so many Astros fans went to Atlanta to watch that series, and that must have been a fun series. I know Chris Walton is here, and uh, he went there, and he said that it was so much fun. Uh, he took some pictures, and uh, he also talked about the battery over there, uh, which is the kind of the area around um, the, the stadium, and uh, that's something yeah. that the Astros are looking to bring to Minmay Park over by where the bus is, where the parking lot is now. Uh, th that They're going to be building that up in a few couple years. So they're, they're trying to build something similar to that, and that's something that I think uh, Jim Crane uh, mentioned earlier this season. So, yeah. Uh, but um, I think the reason why I bring this up is the way to get a new stadium is to – win a world series and it seems like the rays don't want to go to uh montreal or they don't they don't want to go to nashville they don't want to go to um what's another random city they could go to portland portland they don't want to go Portland's got investors <laughs> well look i mean it's great that they're hot right now but look it's april never get too high never get too low um, the thing I think that's most dangerous about this team is they're having fun and they play like they've been there, but they go out there and, and expect to win like they've never won it, like they have a drive and desire. This Astros team, I think right now, even though they just came off a really nice three games in a row, come from behind wins against a very good Braves team, that that the, that the Houston Astros can get to the point where the Rays are 
but they have to be 100% healthy. And health is a big problem right now. Someone was asking in the chat earlier, when is Forrest Whitley going to get called up? Don't rush Forrest Whitley. Let, Let Forrest Whitley get his experience. Let Forrest Whitley go through five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten starts. I'm serious. Let him marinate down there in AAA. And J.J. Medichevic, I want to say something about that. Him, Brandon Belak. Look, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Sometimes guys are quadruple-A players because I asked someone about Brandon Belak the other day, and they said he is a good quadruple-A pitcher. And this is a guy that follows the minor leagues very closely. He said, unfortunately, Brandon Belak, when he gets up to the majors, he just cannot put it together completely. Some guys do real good at AAA when they get to when they get to the major leagues. They just don't get the job done. And I just don't count on someone like JJ or even Belak being a major part of this team this year. I think we've got enough pieces and enough people coming up behind them that would fill those voids if we need them to be filled. Okay. Well, I got something here. I'm gonna even make a big deal about it. We have a Lance McCullers update. Breaking news. According to Chandler Rome, Lance McCullers plans to throw off the slope of the mound on Tuesday at Tropicana Field. It's not a full-fledged bullpen session off the rubber, but it's a step forward in his rehab process. If all goes well, McCullers could be back to throwing off the mound within the next two weeks. In other words, Lance McCullers ain't coming back anytime soon. See, like I said, I don't want to hear another Lance McCullers update until I hear he's getting a rehab start, fill in the blank. I It doesn't matter to me what's going on. Love Lance McCullers, but I don't want to hear an update on him until I know he's about to go do a rehab start. I know people have been asking about it, but for me personally, someone asked me today at school, um, they're like, hey, what's up with Lance McCullers? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't heard, but I don't want to hear anything until he's ready to go in because at the end of the day, it's it, it's got to be frustrating for him. I, I know for the fan base, it's frustrating because he's a very easy guy to like. He right. is a fan favorite, but he can't stay healthy. And that is the biggest concern when he comes back. What role is he going to? Is he going to be thrown into a starter role? I don't know that he can handle that anymore. I really, I mean, are they going to do the long relief guy? What are they going to do with him? I just want to make sure that Lance is 100% ready to come back because if they're going to put him in as a starter, they need to make sure that he's 100% ready for that role or they need to start looking at transitioning him to a different position so that his arm that's very strong can be effective in short spurts rather than trying to depend on him for six or seven innings. It's Garcia in game two versus Drew Rasmussen. Uh, This is an interesting matchup. If you look at the numbers... Um, the Rays are probably favored in this, but Luis Garcia looked great in his last start, the last couple starts, I believe. And I think if he's rediscovered that dominance, uh, this is what the Astros need. Expect it's like uh Urquidy, as good as he was doing, and Garcia as bad as he doing, they switched bodies or switch arms, and then all of a sudden they're doing the exact opposite. And so when Urquidy started struggling, you had Garcia who the Astros, I think, counted on a little bit more. He's stepping up. So I think that this will be an interesting matchup. He's uh, What Garcia's got to do is limit the Rays hitting, like the singles, the doubles. They're like the 2015 Royals in game four of the ALDS. They just single, single, double. Eric, Eric, uh, why? It's too <laughs> painful. It's still too soon. It's still too soon. Tonight, there was a no-hitter going. 
in the Braves game, and I don't know that Spencer Strider. Um, let's see, did he throw a yeah, no hitter? No, no, he, he did not. No, they broke it up in okay. seventh inning. But they came back and won eleven to nothing. I mean, they were pissed that we swept them and we left Atlanta. Look, at the end of the day, you need to jump on Rasmussen early. You need to score a lot of runs early. And can Arkiti just no hit the Rays? Like, let's just basically that's what he's got to do. He just got to no hit him. Garcia. I mean, why not? Let's just say it, Garcia. What did I say, Arkiti? Arkiti. Sorry, Arkiti did yeah. not no hit the okay. Rays. Let's just Luis, put that out okay. there. <laughs> Luis Garcia needs to just go ahead and no hit the Rays. Forget right. all this other stuff. Garcia, throw a no hitter tomorrow. Thank you very much. Well, Brandon Lowe struck out twice and uh, five times today. But he has some pretty good history against uh, Garcia. He's got in three bats, one homer, two RBIs, batting 667. Uh, Francisco Mejia uh, is batting 502 bats, but not too many rays. I guess you got a couple of people batting 333, but nothing much to worry about. But if you look at what the Astros have done, uh, Bregman's has a home run in eight at bats, batting 375, and that's about it so uh this is gonna be interesting matchup so uh one thing we have not discussed i know we don't have a lot of time but pina is hitting second and uh, oh that was great today yeah the whole lineup was switched over and i think i like this i i think you're moving some of the better hitters a little bit back i mean you have to with alvarez out of the lineup temporarily but um i think this makes the light lineup a little bit deeper you got dubon hitting out of his mind right now and then pina starting to make better contact I think maybe until Brantley comes back, this may be a good idea, even when Alvarez comes back, to just maybe try this for a little bit. Um, I know Abreu is Mr. Cleanup. I've been cleaning up for most of my career. I need to stay there. Well, this is a different team with different players, Jose Abreu, and you ain't hitting like you were before. Yeah, he. I mean, he's actually, I think, hitting better right now at this point in the season than he was last year at this point in the season. So there's that. But the power numbers have not been there. I was I was really, really wrong about that. I really thought his power would return this year, being in the lineup he's in. But, of course, the injuries don't help. And I think having Tucker up at up in the three-hole is a really good call. Um, Corey Jolks was over four today, had some solid contact. Diaz looked absolutely overmatched at the plate. And, you know, Myers did a pretty decent job. And, of course, Maldonado did Maldonado things at the plate. So at the end of the day, you just got to produce, you got to produce runs. You got to find a way to get on base. You got to find a way to extend at bats. When you have umpires calling strikes that aren't strikes, it's really hard to do your job properly. So um, that's all I got, man. The Astros are you lost saying that a 450 OPS for Martin Maldonado is not good? And a 151 batting average? Are you, Is that what you're saying, Brett Chancy? Is that what you're saying in the podcast? Is that 450 OPS is not good? I think Carlos Gomez would like to have a word with you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he is not having a good season so far. And um, this dispels your uh, your theory that the Astros always win when Yiner Diaz starts. So, no, when Yiner Diaz starts at catcher, not at DH, at catcher. Thank <laughs> you for trying to catch me on that, bro. Catch me outside. How about that? 
<laughs> I'm not cashing you outside. All right, that's all we get for this edition of Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Pops Rose. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. And you can find this guy who wants to cash me outside at H-Town Wheelhouse and at Strohs411. And he's always positive, always Strohs. And we will always see you tomorrow, win or lose. That's it. And goodbye. Where's your Don? <laughs>